0: Uh. (laughs) hello my name's evie and i'm here to have an honest discussion about all things sex mental health and self-love with some amazing people i've met through instagram most fridays unless i'm going out for a drink join me for a good old chat on everything surrounding sex and your body with some of the best in the sex positive community Literally the Best, a conversation with Cassie, aka RadicalLove.co.uk, discussing BDSM and pegging. Hey Cassie, how are you? Hi,
1: I'm good, thank you. I'm very, very excited. How are you?
0: So excited to have you on. Yeah, apart from lockdown, I'm doing good. I'm doing good.
1: Honestly, when we started the Zoom call, it said (laughs) BDSM and pegging. I just thought, I love my life.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was like, yes, I'm scheduling that. That's in my calendar (laughs) as well. I just got a whole like evening of just blocking it out for bdsm pegging
1: i was like wow my life is cool <laughs> uh,
0: i think i mixed it with my work calendar as well so oh
1: hopefully my i boss love that see. i hope that they think that you just set aside your evening to like peg your boyfriend yeah. i really yeah, I hope just,
0: that I, pla- I plan my activities on my calendar <laughs>
1: I'm such a power move. Like, um, oh. excuse me. From six PM on, we're gonna be uh participating in some BDSM and I'm gonna peg the fuck out of you <laughs> oh, I
0: love it. Oh, so do you wanna tell um the listeners a little bit about yourself?
1: Yeah, um I'm Cassie, I'm 22. Oh, no, I'm 23. God, <laughs> God, I forgot about that. I'm 23 now. Um and I run a queer sex-ed feminist platform. It's mm. called RadicalLove.co.uk. Uh, so that's the same for my Instagram and my website. I also run a podcast with um, my best friend, Sam, called From Tops mm. to Bottoms. And that is, um, again, the same sort of topics. Queer issues, um, feminism. Uh, I guess you could say it's sort of comedy. I don't yeah, really know. Yeah, it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> People say like comedy and I'm like, would mm, I, but me and sam do have a laugh um and yeah sometimes we'll talk about um eating disorders or self-harm sometimes we'll talk about bad first dates like it's it, it, the, the variety mm. nice right um i'm also a nursing student um yeah and i am the founder of MSAS, which is Mercy Side sexual assault support which is basically a, uh like an organization in my area for like um Victims of sexual assault, where we just Hmm. meet up and have a support group, I guess.
0: Oh, that's lovely. Yeah
1: so yeah i I think that's all about me really Mm,
0: yeah amazing right so if we delve into the world of bdsm first um, sure so imagine everybody listening is absolutely clueless on bdsm how would you describe Mm. it
1: um so i'd say that bdsm is essentially just an acronym and underneath that is filled with all the different sexual practices that you Mm. can participate in so unlike a regular acronym it's like it's not four it's six mm-hmm. so it's um bondage and discipline dominance and submission sadism and masochism so mm-hmm. the some of them double up and okay. literally anything that you could do in bdsm falls under like one of them you can do both so some of it's like power play so like um dominance and submission
2: mm-hmm.
1: um you've got sadism and masochism which is getting pleasure from pain or giving pain um you've got bondage and discipline which was bondage would be like physical restraints and discipline would be i like to say um like psychological restraints so mm-hmm. um yeah that, that's it really but it's i say that's it really it's, it's a whole fucking world to be honest you. but, but yeah, it's uh, like a
0: big umbrella well, yeah it's huge
1: And they're not always sexual, like, you can, yeah, you've got your kinks and your fetishes, but, like, BDSM in itself doesn't actually have to be sexual, Mm -hmm. and so you could really, like, be into shibari, and, like, I could say, oh, Evie, come to mine on Friday, and we can practice some shibari, and we could, like, keep our clothes on, and I could just tie these really fucking fancy knots on you, (laughs) and, like, it's just, it's just fun. But then I could also be like, oh, Evie, come round to mine and I'm going to tie you up and fuck you. I'm not. (laughs) But, like, do you know what I mean? It (laughs) can be either way. (laughs) It can be either way, but it's not necessarily always sexual. It it gets quite a bad rap, BDSM. It really does. Mm. It seems like this horrific world where all these tortured people come together and have horrendous sex because um, they've had such a tortured life and, like, there's Mm. been a lot of trauma. But it's not that. Like, people use it for healing, Um, People just like to fuck that way. Um, People use it to get to know other people. I've met so many great people in the BDSM community that I'm friends with now. That and I don't, I don't have sex with them or have any sort of sexual relationship or any sort of BDSM relationship with them, other than I know that we're both in the same world.
0: Yeah, that sort of thing.
1: Mm. Yeah, it's, it's really lovely. Like,
0: yeah,
1: you meet some really good people. And since being in it, I don't think I've ever been more myself. To be honest.
0: Oh, that's nice. Yeah, so because it really, people hadn't completely heard of it. Well, they'd probably heard of it, but until it like the awful film Fifty Shades of Grey came out, mm, I guess it goodness. didn't go. <laughs> it went more goodness mainstream. Goodness gracious. Didn't
1: it? <laughs> but, I mean, oh, it, I it, it. It, it's nice in a way, but like it sort of made it mainstream mm. and it made it more of a.
0: Less of a thing, um, I guess.
1: Yeah, and like a bit of an easier pill to swallow, but like it, it did way more harm than it did good. He abuses her in it. Like, I know this episode isn't about Fifty Shades of Grey, but he's abusive. And it got people into BDSM, yeah, but the wrong kind. And everyone and anyone I know that's into BDSM, they Mm. like consent and communication are the two main things. And they were lacking Mm. severely from Christy and and fucking Grey. I've
0: seen like BDSM is all about caring and like looking after each other. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think he's awful man <laughs> oh god like the most caring and like safe sex i've had has mm. been whilst um practicing bdsm which is really strange to think mm. but like it's even strange to me to think that because i grew up thinking not grew up but i've been internalizing that bdsm is such a c- terrible and crazy thing for years mm. that it, it's strange to think that but you know, I spoke about what was going to go down beforehand. We then did it, and I knew like my own boundaries and I knew their boundaries, and I knew how and when and why I could stop it. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, we had a certain amount of time, a certain set time, sorry, to make sure that I was both okay, like mentally and physically. And so was my partner. And like, if you think about it, you don't get that with vanilla sex. Mm-hmm. So but it's
0: almost, it, you should apply BDSM rules really. Oh, to, yeah. I honestly,
1: there. there's so much I take from, um, from like BDSM, the BDSM world to like everyday sex, everyday sex, mm. um, like <laughs> vanilla standard. sex, I guess. Yeah. Like the communication and consent, as I said, are two main things that come that are like at the forefront of my BDSM like mm. play. But you take like, so I like to have this um, three step guide to anyone that I speak to about BDSM so if someone new comes to me I'll have to give them a the three-step guide and it's very complex BDSM but this is quite easy and it's just negotiation play after care and they're your three main things so okay. beforehand you'll negotiate like um what are your hard nose and like what are your like enthusiastic yeses and what do you expect to get from this and have you had an SEI check and what have you done before? What's your experience? What's your safe word? What's your mm. safe gesture? All that stuff. Then you obviously you have your play. It's called play because it's not necessarily sex. Um, as I said before, mm. I love that they call it play because it kind of takes away from like the heteronormative idea of what sex is, which is like yeah. penetration. Um, I, I I love that so much. Um, that's one thing I take out of BDSM. Like, mm. yeah, it's very very hard to meet someone. Like, if you turned around to your partner this evening and said, "Should we have a play?" he'd be like sorry yeah. what do you mean but it's just the sentiment is nice that mm. it's not just like penetrative oh, i can never say the word Neither. penetrative <laughs> sex you got it. um it's not just penis in vagina or penis yeah. in hole you know what i mean mm. um so i i like to take that from there and then aftercare i always joke <laughs> that like i'm like the king of aftercare but it, i do like like that's something i'll take everywhere with me like I want to know, no matter what kind of sex I've had, that the person I've been with is okay afterwards, of course. Like, whether it's a one-night stand or whether it's a long-term play partner or if it's a, a someone I'm in a relationship with, of course, you want to know they're okay. Mm. And they, if you're fucking the right person, they should want to know that you're okay. Yeah. And aftercare is something that I think every single person should do. Like, for aftercare from, like, a heavy scene, mm. I'd probably get my submissive some like a sugary drink or a hot drink or some food for like their blood sugar levels so i'm not necessarily saying go that far but what i'm saying is mm. make sure they're okay you know make sure any like parts of their body that have been like specifically like hair to join like impact play mm. uh, are like tended to maybe have like a little bit of intimacy so you feel like bonded um make sure that like like reassuring them about their kinks and stuff yeah. and like you can Obviously, there's different levels to how intense your play can be and how how um, deep you can go into a scene. But say if you're just with your partner and you usually have vanilla sex, and you discussed this time that you're gonna do like a lot, uh, some light breath play and maybe some like degradation play, mm-hmm. they might say to you afterwards like, you know, I don't, I don't actually think that because who, what you do in the bedroom obviously doesn't correlate to who you are in like real life. Yeah. So aftercare can go from just being like, you know, I don't think you're my dirty cum slot to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to, like, tend into their body and, like, yeah. um, their bruises. So, like, there's different there's different um, levels of it. Mm. Um, but, yeah, that's definitely something I would take and do take to, like, vanilla sex.
0: Yeah, I think it's a real good thing because most people don't, when they hear BDSM, they don't think of that side of it at all.
1: No, I think. I was watching um, The L Word. Have you ever seen it?
0: No, I haven't.
1: Oh, Evie, it's... It's a mess. Um, but we love it. What's it it's on? the L word is I think it's on it was on Netflix, but it's not yeah. now. It's on Amazon. It's it's quite hard to get. Mm. Um, but like every gay person's watched it. And it's like basically just a bunch of lesbians. And um if anyone's listening to this, by the way, I <laughs> identify as a queer woman. I'm not just being like every gay person <laughs> I'm queer. <laughs> um uh, so mm all these friends are lesbians and it's it's very bad in terms of representation for bisexuals and for trans folk but it also kind of brought the uh queer world into like mainstream media mm. and anyway there was um a scene recently i was watching it with my girlfriend and um <laughs> they go into this um like dungeon if you will but mm. it's like a sex party and it's so unrealistic. And it was almost like, come in, you pick someone, and they'll like, um, they'll strap you down, and then they'll like whip you. And oh, for goodness sake. Oh God. And when one of the women who were there is like, stop, stop, get me out. That would never happen because stop would never be a safe word. Mm. So it was clear that like, you hadn't had that negotiation. And it's just poor representation. People are obviously going to get scared and like, mm. I get it, but also it's time for um, media to step the fuck up.
0: Yeah, because if people are watching them, even if it's just subtly, that's them internalising. That's what that's what they think a certain thing is, and yeah, not good. There
1: was um, what's our thing that came out recently, and um... I know what you mean.
0: I can't remember it. Remember what it's called? But it's like about some couples or whatever, and something. Oh yes, that's it. You know.
1: What is it called? Oh,
0: oh God, no clue. I'm gonna, that is have so to find annoying. Out and put it in. What is it called? I think it's on Netflix. I
1: watched it all.
0: Or BBC.
1: Was it Sarah Moody? I'm going to Google it real quick. Um, no, what is it called? That is so annoying. What is it called?
0: Yes, it. Uh, I can see it because someone put a story up of it. Like it was when it first came out, and everyone put stories on. I still haven't watched it just because, like, from what I'd heard, it I thought I was going to get really angry, and then.
1: <laughs> Yeah. Basically, there was this TV show, and everyone sort of loved it. But then people, like when I say people, like always like people, uh, like Instagram educators, if you will, mm. could obviously see through some things. But there was a like there was some light BDSM going on there in mm. in like one episode, and I was with my parents. And, and my mom was like, "Just disgusting, awful," and and I got really like offended. I was like, mm. I was triggered. I was like, "Excuse me." I strap people down like that, you little bitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> excuse you, but I was also like, they've not, they've not represent, they, they represent it well at all. Like, mm. she was really like depressed and had a really bad time, and she was had been through like some trauma, and she was going there and like crying during scenes. And yeah, you can have a cry, like I've cried during a scene before, but not because I'm like so mentally like mm-hmm. um like she she was like she was out of it mentally in a different way and yeah. it was just it it was it was so bad and I, I watched it and I was so angry and my mum was so angry but my mum was angry in a different way and I was yeah. just like this is not what BDSM is and my mum was like Ugh, BDSM is awful and I was like oh god
0: <laughs> god yeah that media can really fuck things up because it really sticks yeah. in people's minds
1: Hmm. Yeah.
0: What was the thing you said that you were saying is breath pay and then it began with a D. Um, degradation play. Yeah, what's that?
1: Um, so it would be like someone is to degrade you. So if you were into okay. degradation play, they would be degrading you the whole time, and you uh, would get okay. off on that.
0: Yeah. Mm. So moving on, when did you first get into BDSM, and was there a spef- uh, specific thing that sparked your interest or got you going?
1: Um. So basically, um, I was in a relationship, boring relationship. <laughs> Didn't know who I was. Um, had some like family stuff go on just before I got in the relationship, and mm. I was just like was the death in the family. Got with this guy, and like life was just like. Mm. Uh. And a friend in work got with some. She she split up with her partner.
2: Mm.
1: Started dating. Found this guy who went to a lot of sex clubs and um, wanted to try a four way with her which is like my dream and I was like oh my god mate go you need to do this so I was like living vicariously through her yeah. he was um, he was a dominant and she was like nervous and never done anything like this before and I was like fully knew that I had sort of had it in me yeah, but I had never explored it um, and and um, they were so sorry, yeah, they they continued this relationship mm. and a couple of times I went out with her and this guy and then his friend and it was nothing like flirty or anything, it was just a platonic thing. Mm. I got to know them all, blah, blah, blah. And then me and my partner broke up and I was drunk one night and text this guy and was like, listen, I can't remember what it said, but it was definitely kinky mm-hmm. and basically just said like, um, I'm DTF <laughs> and <laughs> so the next day he was like you were drunk and I was like yeah but my point of it was like I need some spice in my life like I need mm, to, to me. get me involved in what you're in and I took a few days to be like did I mean this mm. don't go out because we planned to meet up in like a week's time Um, I'm sorry I'm just laughing at you your partner I know. in the background <laughs> uh, He's I told him um, to not look
0: <laughs> he's
2: just <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's <laughs> um, <Just> like this. <laughs> um. Okay. Um. So, what was I saying? Sorry, I'm so sorry.
0: No, it's his fault. <laughs> um.
1: Oh no. Oh yeah. So we planned to meet up in a week's time, mm. and um. So I sat on it for a few days, and it's like, do I want to do this? Because I know how intense this can be, or I thought I knew how intense this could be. Uh like it is this something I really want to get involved in. Uh and then I was like, you know what? What do you have to lose? You can leave at any point, blah blah blah. So I went out with him, we went for a meal, uh, had a few drinks and he was just like talking to me about my relationship and then mm. talking to me about like what I'm into and he would tell me a lot about his life and then he was like, I wanna keep seeing you, not in a relation not in like a your traditional relationship mm. sort of way but I also don't want to sleep with you or fuck you. Like just, yeah, because I don't want to, like, obviously me being like a novice, he didn't mm-hmm. want to take advantage of that. And I like appreciated that a lot. Yeah. Uh, and then as time went on, he essentially became like my teacher. Like he like showed me the ropes, if you will. Mm. And um, oh, wow. it was, it was just mad. Like he was great. When I say he taught me I know most of the things I know were from him and That's our sad. relationship was so yeah it honestly like it was it was a different world i would gone wow. from this boring relationship to like solely having this relationship of sex and yeah. being but poor. it was like a sex and education at the same time like it was so yeah. weird like could you imagine being in a classroom but then at the same time you're naked and what you're getting taught is how to sit in a submissive way like it was so bizarre (laughs) uh it it, it was really bizarre um and then Uh, he was a little bit older Mm -hmm. um not too much older than me um he was really nice Mm -hmm. uh then i was collared by someone else and if you collared it's where like um But he gave me a collar and I wore a collar like every day. And it wasn't like a collar. so You you get different collars. So I wore a daytime collar. Mm. Um, But anyway, I was, was, mm, he wasn't great. Didn't like him. Mm. Um, Not much to say on that. But then my third, um, he noticed that I was collared. And sometimes if you see people who are onto it, they either think it's just a fashion accessory. Yeah. Or like they know. And he knew. So we got talking and um i ended up like seeing him Mm. and he became my dom for he came my dom twice in two separate uh, two separate times two different like time chunks uh and oh my god like insane um it was incredible (laughs) he let me explore like my dominant side so like i'm a switch um And I'd only ever been submissive at that time, and he let me explore like my dominant side as well. And it was just insane. Like, it was so, it was like a fantasy world. Um, I'm
0: so jealous. <laughs> That's I was obviously,
1: I was obviously still like quite young at the time. Yeah. Not quite young, but younger than I am now, obviously. Mm. Um, well, obviously. But <laughs> like, it was, it was still a lot, and I explain this in my podcast but i didn't know him like hmm. i didn't know his name he just i just called him b oh my God, which cool. sounds very like wow. which sounds so like you're in a film like, he didn't know his name i mean like hmm. i was in his apartment a lot i'd seen his fucking lucky bill he have, like, so i did know his name no oh no 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 he was older than me this guy
0: uh, okay
1: um and like he would pick me up so he knew uh, he knew the road i lived in hmm. i went to his apartment a lot uh, like his flat um I did see his name in his flat but like to keep the whole yeah. it was just a privacy thing like a lot of people especially um well people with uh, professional jobs mm. they want to keep it private I'm obviously not private about it but he wanted to keep it private and because we met in my area I completely understood that you know yeah. we may know similar people and he wanted to keep everything private mm-hmm. so we just basically had our relationship was solely to practice BDSM together. Um, we'd go for meals um, as well. He was His aftercare was just exquisite, <laughs> um, like exquisite. There was a time where um, I had, was getting my confidence and I came mm. to him with a new scene idea and it was pretty rough. Like I was to be dragged down a flight of stairs during oh it. And I... Was like he warned me, like, you're gonna feel rough afterwards. And like, sub drop yeah. sub drop is essentially this feeling like a come down after you oh, okay. finish a scene. So, if you'll be in sub space mm. if you get there, um, and for me, that's like hazy and like I don't speak, and mm. I'll always have a gesture to be like, Yeah, I'm doing okay, I just need to be quiet right now, yeah. um but then afterwards it kind of feels like you're on a calm down and I get Mm. really shaky and sometimes you can get quite teary and your body feels like just, uh, yeah, like you've been beaten up (laughs) and it's, it's a lot. That's why aftercare is so important. Yeah. Yeah, And it can make you not want to do it again. That's Mm. why you need the right aftercare. Uh, And he warned me, he was like, you're going to feel rough. And also, um, there was, we did some, like, breath play, but, like, underwater. So, like, he had put my head under the water and then, like, fucked me from behind. Mm. And this was, like, just before I was, like, then ragged about. Yeah. Uh, so then afterwards, I was, like, wet from, like, all my hair mm. was wet. Yeah. And I had been, like, pulled down the stairs.
2: Fucking
1: and hell. Yeah, the, <laughs> the, the um, like, the sub drop was, like, real horrific um but he was as I said like his aftercare was just incredible Hmm. and we had like that lovely connection where like afterwards I got in the bath and he just washed my hair and was chatting shit to me about I don't I can't even remember Mm -hmm. what he was telling me about yeah Uh, but he was just washing my hair um gave me the worst blow-dry of my fucking life (laughs) 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 but like that was part of like his aftercare and then we just sat in bed and watched like old reruns of big brother and like that's what i needed i just needed to know that he didn't hate me
2: Mm.
1: and that he didn't secretly want to do that to me anyway and i also just needed a bit of like warmth and skin to skin that wasn't aggressive aggressive if you will um and it was just like perfect and i felt able to have that sort of mm. scene again, like that, that level of intensity again. Um, yeah. So I think that's why it's so important. I know that wasn't your question, <laughs> but that's no, why that was it's a, so that important. That's
0: an amazing story. Oh my god! But yeah, must so, <laughs> I have to have so much trust and oh yeah, respect as well. Fully. Like, yeah.
1: Well, this, the, the the second dominant I had, mm. I think that was the issue. I just didn't trust him. So with B, the third dom, I would trust him with my life. Uh, mm. I still speak to him now um and like i really would trust him with my life yeah. and you you really have to have that and there's an issue like in the BDSM world of like fake doms and mm. um also there's an issue with like submissives that you need to like look out for too like mm. getting involved with a novice can be dangerous for you also but with fake doms you, like they do hold a lot of responsibility yeah, so not only for themselves but for the
0: mm.
1: yeah um, and it is very, it can be dangerous. It's the safest sex I've had, but it can be dangerous.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. Yeah. But that—that I think that you're right. Like, the trust yeah. really needs to be there. And with be like, we had built that trust up. And I had seen this happen before mm. where someone had been, like, ragged down the stairs. And it just played in my mind a lot. And I think I was, like, ashamed as well that I wanted that to happen. Mm. And then... When we had built that trust up, I felt able to say to him, okay, I've kind of been thinking this. Yeah. And then then you've got to have the trust for them to do it. Mm. And like stop if you want to stop and go further if you want to go further and then to look after you afterwards. There's so much to think about. So you have to trust them. Like you have to trust them 100%.
0: So, did he like just drag you? Well, not just drag you down the stairs, still quite a massive thing, but like, or was was he fucking you or dragging you down the stairs? Or like, how was he dragging no, no, you down no, the
1: No, stairs? no, 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 no. No, no. So, he had so this sort of whole
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> No. Um, so, his bathroom was like, you walk at the top of the stairs and mm. the bathroom was there. So, it was, but essentially, like, he'd finished fucking me and then um told me to step outside the bath and then I'd got on my knees and then he had a riding crop in the bath with me yeah. and um, then he had, like, spanked me with it, like, ten times and then mm. grabbed the back of my hair and that's how he'd, like, pulled me down the stairs by the back of my hair. But he also wow. had his hand on my shoulder. Mm. Um, so, like, he'd pulled me by the hair but he had his hand on my shoulder so I wasn't just, like, flailing about the place. Yeah. Um, and then yeah when we got to the bottom of the stairs mm. the it continues <laughs> wow
0: <laughs> we're just having mm. your mic's gone a bit funny then hold on oh it's like buzzing i don't know if you've done anything different oh stop stopped now it stopped yeah oh i don't know what that was yeah that's all good now <laughs> wow yeah that that's a story I feel, yeah, thank you for being, like, really open. It's exactly what we need on, like, teaching people and stuff like that. Um. So did, would you say, so how did that guy end, if you don't mind me asking? Did that just fizzle out?
1: Um. Or? I got involved with someone else and it was, uh, I, I essentially, like, fell in love with someone. Aww. And <laughs> uh, he uh, did very well. Um, uh. And I was also in a really bad place, to be honest with you. So... Mm. Like, as because in that power dynamic, I was um submissive, mm. you also have a lot of responsibility, like for yourself, Yeah, um keeping it and on
0: yourself.
1: yeah, yeah, and that's the one thing that beard taught me, like, don't you ever let me like not care about your mental state, mm. like don't let me like forget about that, and he never would, but it was more so like you need to be aware of it, too, don't hide it from me. Because Mm. if you're ever feeling low, like, we can't do this. Like, Mm. he wouldn't have stopped the relationship, but he wouldn't have then, like, you know, aftercare would have been so much more intense and Mm. the sub drop would have been horrific for me. And you you just need to look after yourself, basically. Mm. And he had taught me all of that. I've worded it so poorly then, but essentially you just need to be very self-aware. Yeah, make
0: sure you're in the right place before you do
1: it. And I knew I wasn't. Um, Mm. I really wasn't. I, I had gone through, like, a lot. And I was just feeling, ugh. And just at the end of that, I'd met someone and nothing was coming of it. But I knew that I was in a really bad way. Hmm. Uh, and I didn't want to, like, I was, um, I ended up moving to China hey, just wow. like, not long afterwards. But just when we uh, called it quit, I had, like, started to, like, self harm and was hmm. really, like, suicidal. And it was just not great. And I, I knew I had to be like, you cannot do this. Yeah. This is wrong of you to allow yourself and it would be irresponsible of you to put someone else in, else in that situation. Yeah. And I did a lot of bad shit around that time, but that's one good yeah. thing I know that I did. And that's why it's so important, again, as you said, to have that trust with someone. Yeah. Because I trusted him enough to say, listen, stuff's not going right with me right now. It's nothing on you, but I yeah. cannot be involved in a relationship like this. It's too intense. I just can't do it. Yeah. And he was like, totally respect that. Like, thank you so much for telling me. Mm. Um, and then we started again when I moved back from China mm. uh, and I was in a completely different place. Um, and then I started dating someone and then we stopped again.
0: Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, like you say, you've got to really be responsible for yourself even if you yeah, are Yeah, you submissive. really do. Yeah. hmm mm. Um, the other question I was going to ask, I didn't actually list this, but um, say if you wanted to go into BDSM and you've been a couple for a while, is that hard? Does it usually have to you start off like that? Or, um, yeah, how easy is it to...
1: I mean, like, if you're going to start, then oh, first off, like, congratulations. <laughs> like um, So many couples want to do that. Mm. Uh, and it, it, I'd say it probably is a bit harder, yeah, because... Some people would uh, disagree, but personally for me it would be a bit harder because you've already got your relationship dynamic. You already know the other person so well. Mm. So if you had been with your partner for eight years and then all of a sudden they're saying, I'd like you to refer to me as sir," Mm. and if you look me in the eye, I'm going to put you over my knee for Mm. eight minutes. Uh, You're going to go, are you fuck? Do you know what I mean? Like,
0: yeah, because
1: it's yeah. harder. It's harder to get into that. So it, it is, and also there's the issue of if you've been together for so long, like, are you both into the same thing? Like, are you both have the mm. same like kinks and things like that? um I'd say that both of advice to people that were getting into it: do your research. There's so many places you can go to as a couple. Mm. uh Not right now because of yeah. COVID, <laughs> um, but like you could go to munches together, and munches are essentially. Um, bdsm meetups they're mm. not always sexual like it could just be drinks in a bar and you just know that everyone in that bar is into the mm. same thing Um you could go to workshops so you could go to a bondage workshop or you could go to um just a, a bdsm 101 class mm-hmm. there's so many like youtube videos out there and like um podcasts and uh stuff like that book I'd recommend Mm. is the new topping book and the new bottoming book um they're great for beginners and it's essentially if you're looking to get into like a a different power dynamic Mm. and you wanna be a dom sob the new topping book and the new bottoming book are great for that I've just finished them um they're excellent they tell you like everything you need to know Uh, and they're actually updated versions of the originals Mm. um £10 on Amazon for each. They're great. Um, But I think it's just take it slow. It's the same with um, speaking to somebody who's polyamorous Mm. and their advice is the same as my advice for um, BDSM. It was like, educate yourself, take it slow. Yeah,
0: So don't just jump right into it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Buy buy a BDSM beginners kit from um, Bondora or from Love Honey. Just Mm. see what you like. You know, one that comes with like a, A shit pair of handcuffs and a um, a blindfold. Couldn't think of the word then. (laughs) Just something like that. See, just and then just slowly dip your toe. Don't think. Okay, you know I can really see myself being into latex. Don't get you know a full get up. Mm. Just sort of dip your toe into it. Like take it nice and slow because you've already got that trust with your partner. Yeah, that that side of it will come easier and i Mm. guess that's a like that's a benefit you've got a a, a bit of a head start Mm. but the rest of it will take some time
0: yeah and i guess it can be often hard to almost um say if like someone's being dominant almost take them seriously i guess if you've known them for so long and yeah i guess yeah you you both got to be fully into it
1: oh yeah definitely because i speak to some of my friends um Mm and um she said to me like can you like talk me through a scene where like you're the dominant mm. and i was like sure um and she just couldn't wrap her head around like that was me she was like i can cuz i can see you like as a top but like also i can't see you speaking to someone like that or mm. like doing that to someone and I'm like that's because you know me. You like you met me in high school. Like mm. you met me fucking playing rounders <laughs> in on the astroturf. I don't think you could see me like tying <laughs> someone to my door. Do you know what I mean? Like two yeah. very different things. So uh, I, yeah, it, it's hard to change your perception of someone, well, not your perception, but h- mm. how you see that and your response to that as well.
0: I guess it must be quite nice that you can be kind of almost two different people, like step into that. Oh world yeah, that's my favorite out. part of it. Yeah,
1: that's my my favorite part of it is that I can be like whoever I want to be without anyone like giving a fuck. So yeah, yeah, and like I know on the outside world, I've got my morals and I've got my values, and this is the way I have to behave, Mm. and that's how I want to behave. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, but like if I just, I'm never gonna listen to a man and be like, yes, okay, thank you. Yes, yes, sir, yes, sir. But mm. in the bedroom, if that's what I want to do for two hours, like, that's great for me. Like, yeah. I will sometimes need that. Then there's sometimes where I will want to do that too, you know what I mean? Mm. So yeah. it's just, you can, the freedom to do whatever without it meaning something, without it having a deeper meaning, it, it's mm. solely for your own pleasure. And I think that, yeah. like, and I know that you agree that, like, about, um, like, my views on, like, pleasure and stuff, but, like, if this is all for pleasure and mm. it, so it can't be wrong, you know yeah, what I mean? I mean it can be, but... Yeah,
0: mm. yeah, yeah. Wow. I don't know if you want to say anything else, or should we move on to pegging? <laughs> Never quite say that sentence over Zoom.
1: <laughs> should we move on to pegging then? <laughs> sure. So
0: romantic.
1: <laughs> let's move on. Evie's negotiation. Okay, let's move on to pegging. <laughs> right, strap up. <laughs>
0: Again, pretend we all have no idea, as some of us I'm sure we won't um what is pegging
1: okay, so pegging is where you will penetrate penetrate the man's anus with a strap on mm-hmm. um so it's a female strapping a male um and you fuck him from behind, well not actually not necessarily from behind, but you fuck him up the ass with a strap on
0: so definitely plain how it happens, yeah. With um <laughs> <laughs> with um say obviously if you're using a strap on girl on girl, does that have a specific name or is that just
1: No. I mean no. if if I if I want to fuck a woman and I'll if I'm asking I'd say mm. I'd say like could a strap can I strap you or can I strap fuck you yeah. It would just be, yeah. Like mm-hmm. um or if I'm speaking to a friend and like, Yeah, I strapped her. But like it doesn't it could just be Good question, to be honest. I would probably just say that I strapped them or that I fucked them or mm. we had sex. Yeah. Sorry. Um but no, it it's pegging for a woman and a man.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So what would your tips be for a couple, pool whoever, whatever, who wants to give it a go? Um yeah.
1: Lube lube lube. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um stock up on lube, start small, um, don't get. Oh god, yeah, definitely. Don't get your like average strap on. So I have like six or so strap ons, mm-hmm. and nice. if I was to go and like uh strap a man, mm. I would use a very specific one, and it would be like uh an anal strap. So it's a lot smaller.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, I have done with like a normal. I think I used like a five inch one on a guy before. Mm. Which is like still a lot, yeah. Um, but if you're going to start, I would say get a beginner's butt plug kit for sure. Mm-hmm. Maybe start with that. Start with um, like light ass play yeah. before you just don't just don't just put a strap, go on on strap on.
0: Straight <laughs> into the strap on. Yeah,
1: like my, my podcast partner Sam, she was she wrote some, or she filmed a video or wrote a a, a um, article on butt mm. plugs, and she said. Um, don't bite off more than your ass can chew, <laughs> and <laughs> I laughed so <laughs> much. And I was like, "Wow!" Well, okay. And I was just getting some butt plugs, so I was like, "Okay, I'll take that advice." Because mm. uh, she had ordered a huge butt plug, and she did. She she said she um, overestimated the size of the butt plug yeah. and underestimated the uh, overestimated the size of her asshole and underestimated the size of the butt plug. <laughs> So I was like, Jesus Christ, I'm scared to get one. Uh, but get like you can get like a, a four pack beginner from Love Honey. Mm, yeah. Um get one of them. Um start off like get lube um, and lube. We, yeah, of course. Um but yeah, just take it slow. Mm-hmm. Take it slow. You might not enjoy it at first. Yeah. Like I don't know if you've had anal, you know, I'm not oh, gonna yeah, ask. I love it. But, but sometimes it mm. oh, fair play. <laughs> Yeah. For me, I am like, for me, it's got to be fast or I'm not, I don't like it. Really? If yeah. it's really slow, I hate, yeah, I hate it slow. Like, it's got My, to be fast or yeah. I'm not enjoying it.
0: For me, I found like the first couple of times, whatever, and if you're not relaxed at all, you have to, like, relax is so important. Otherwise, it's just fucking. Very yes. Cool. But oh, f- yeah. fucking fully. Yeah, but I found that. Um, like, I feel like. Go mm, on. No, sorry, you go. <laughs>
1: So there was, I think it was um, my second time doing it hmm. and I honestly thought that my asshole had torn but it was exactly. because I was so like tense yeah. and the time beforehand I wasn't as tense because I'd had a drink and mm. um, so you're definitely right like you have to relax Like don't mm, because like tense your whole body because you're just gonna it's it's gonna hurt you a lot more like just like, like let your asshole life. go
0: yeah like even if you're nervous in real life your asshole clenches yeah but, you know it's just yeah
1: yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Funny.
0: <laughs> but I, I find i can only do it if i'm on top like i have to be in control if i if someone else is like doing it then it
1: oh really yeah
0: i can only do it, and or um i have to start off that way but um I can't. Okay, so will you like yeah.
1: will you sit like missionary or like cowgirl?
0: Um cowgirl, yeah.
1: Wow, that's so hot. <laughs> I quite... love that for you.
0: <laughs> but it's just then I've got complete control. So yeah, and then and then I'm good to go. Then yeah.
1: <laughs> I love that for you. I'm gonna make someone <laughs> fucking sit on top of me when I strap them. Wow, okay. <laughs> Let me write that down. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh god i always i always have this fear that like my because my parents know i do a podcast but they're like i say it's like sex education like rse and all this vibes <laughs> like tuned in, i'm talking about like doing anal i think they honestly disown me but you know whatever.
1: my mom's listened to one episode of the podcast and she's like see i'm listening Mm. Months after we started and I looked at it and it's the first episode which is called threesomes Tinder Dates and Online DOMs. And the threesome that we're talking about is with me and I'm in this scruple. Oh my and god. And I'm like, oh my god, Mom, I told you which episode to listen to and she's like, but Yeah, but I wanted to listen to this one. I was like, but now you know that I was in a fucking three-way for months in China <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's funny. Let me know if you listen though. <laughs> Let me know if you think. <laughs>
0: Oh god, yeah, no, they're like very reserved. It would not be it would not go down well. <laughs> <Or that. laughs> oh, well. Um, yeah, so what would you say to cis straight men who worry that pegging or anything to do with their bumhole what makes them gay?
1: Um I tell them to grow up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um What makes you gay is uh liking the opposite sex.
0: So, of course, um, what cast meant was is being gay is when you're, like, the same sex, not the opposite sex. Um, but you've got to give us a break. It was quite, like, late at night at this point and we'd slightly lost the plot. Anyway, let's jump back in.
1: Not liking, n- not liking anything near your asshole. Like, mm. if the person who's sticking something up your heart is a man, then yeah, okay, you might be gay. <laughs> but if it's a woman, then you're not gay. Mm. Like, you, you've, you've got... People think that it's, uh, link it to being gay because that is the um, the main gay sex act, mm. uh, the main sex act for heter- uh, heterosexual uh, homosexual couples. Mm. But you have a G spot in your in like in your anus, so like
0: exactly. In, in,
1: why,
0: would why, why would you
1: have? Why would you? Why would you deprive yourself of that pleasure? Like yeah. for but for looking gay, like the Mm. It it really baffles me. I'm like, okay, if you're that insecure in your own sexuality, then great, mm. that's fine, you do you, but get over it. Come on.
0: Yeah, like fair enough. If it's something you really, really don't want to try, then that's obviously more yeah. than okay. But if it's because you think it makes you look gay or um, it's homophobic, yeah, like why would you not want as much pleasure as you possibly can?
1: Fellas, is it gay to have a good time?
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so gay. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Yeah. If you're listening and you're a male, do it.
1: <laughs> Just get on all fours and shut your mouth.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Take it. <laughs> God. Um. Yeah. So, where would you recommend someone? So, say if they wanted to buy their first strap on, or they wanted to upgrade theirs. They've got like a shitty little one. Where would you recommend them to go to get one?
1: Um. First off, I'd. Say, um... For me, I've took a few people to a sex shop that is around my area mm-hmm. because if you're getting a strap on, I think that it's always best to like see it face to face. But obviously, one, pandemic, two, mm-hmm. online shopping is so like it's huge now, and three, yeah. it's a it's a, you know, some people aren't comfortable enough to go and buy that, which is totally understandable totally think that like that's okay uh i've just bought a new one from love honey um nice. it's incredible um i was gonna get all of them out to show you but uh i was running late oh, please, um, please
0: get a picture for us so when i do the little quote of the podcast it's a shoe with all your strap-ons <laughs> it'll be amazing
1: i will um oh well it's funny remind me tomorrow and i'll get a picture. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I bought a new one and it's like this uh seven inch purple one with like a bend. Mm. She's great, but it's more the harness. So for beginners I'd say don't focus so much on the actual dildo, focus on the harness because mm. that's what's gonna last you and that's what's gonna um be the important thing. You can always change the dildo. So if you get a harness with like three O rings, mm. three different sizes, a so small, medium, large, then you get whatever dildo you want you can put in there. Depending oh, okay. on, like it's gotta have a flat base. Yeah, you so can not change it.
0: A certain toy.
1: No. I mean you can get ones. I've got a screw in one. Mm. Uh she's shit, I don't use her anymore. <laughs> um <laughs> and it, like a screw in, but the harness is awful. And I think about now the the, the straps that I love. It's mm. the harnesses are great. You can get ones that can like um pinch your skin. I wear boxies mainly anyway. If I know that I'm like about to strap somewhere. I'll probably keep my boxes on or something. Mm. But say if we're just in the middle and I'm already naked, I'll obviously wear one without. I don't care.
2: Yeah.
1: Um. But it would have to be a good strap. Um. Mm. So, the one I bought from Love Honey, great. Um. I think that was I oh can't because I got the student discount. Um. Thirty quid or so. Um. Okay. Bandora, they do some good ones. Yeah. Uh they they really do. Um some good choices. Yeah, I'd say love honey and Bandora. Um nice. and there's just look out for your local sex shops as well. Like just have a google because you probably won't know where they are. Mm-hmm. Mine's very hidden and a lot yeah, of them are, are um a lot of them are like small businesses and mm-hmm. it's always great because they have good quality stuff and also you are helping a small business. Yeah. And it's great to have a feel, like in person. Get something with a cushion of where you um uh, where the the strap goes yeah. and get something with thick, um, like straps. So it's like, it'll last you a while.
0: Nice. Take a pound in. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, I've learned so much. <laughs> 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 oh, this has been great. Um, yeah. So, where, I, I think you did say at the beginning, but um, just to remind listeners, because also you did BDSM week on your Instagram, so they could check that. Out. Oh, do we have Instagram
1: questions, by the way?
0: um oh yeah you have reminded me i'm finishing prematurely um pardon the pun right <laughs> so we have two questions and um the Sorry. first one is from my disabled sex life Ginny. uh shout out we had her on the other day um she says my partner isn't into pegging but i want to try it shall i just dump him <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, Ginny, come to me, babe. I've been waiting for you this whole time anyway. Like, hello. <laughs> Love it. I mean if 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 <laughs> on a serious note, if you were part if you really want to peg someone and your partner's not into it, then maybe have that conversation about you pegging someone else. That sounds mm. totally radical, but it, not really. Um if it's a hard no for him, then you have to respect that. But yeah. if it's, you know, and maybe then maybe you could say, okay, let's try some um, butt plugs or let's try a finger or let me rim you Um see how it goes from there. But if it's hard now, then Ginny, sack him off and come to me. Take your pick <laughs> from my uh, from my collection and yeah. strap me if you like.
0: I just imagine this strap-on collection on a wall, like pride of place. <laughs> oh, I
1: can't wait to get my own place, you know. I swear to God, I, I'm moving with my friend, supposed mm-hmm. to be already, but COVID, and I was yeah. like... I'm going to have a whole rack of sex toys. I want
0: Amazing.
1: dildos everywhere. I want vibrators galore. I want glass dildos. I want everything. Mm. Like, my mom, I was going to get my Volva cast next week, but nice. lockdown. Yeah, and mum's like, where are you going to put that? And I was like, on my bedside table. <laughs> <laughs> on the
0: kitchen She's like,
1: table. <laughs> why? And I was like, people got to try before you buy, you know what I mean? And she's like, Cassie. <laughs>
0: I've seen Ruby Red. She has like um, they're like porcelain, really pretty like dildos. She just has them on her bedside table, but they're all like oh yeah, 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 yeah. They're amazing. Mm.
1: I love them. Um, I've I've already got one that I want on my bedside table, and then it um next to it is a is a gold candle with like them sticking a finger up, and they're mm. the two things I want on my bedside table. But nice. for now, because I live in a house with like my parents, I wouldn't do that because my mom would be like. She would let me, obviously, because I'm an adult, but she just yeah. wouldn't be comfortable. And also there's kids coming in and out of my room all the time. So mm-hmm. the minute I'm on my own, it's going to be <laughs> penises like and tits <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, literally.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Right, the next question. I've just locked my phone. Um, How messy is pegging and is rimming after pegging okay?
1: Mm, good. very good question. Mm-hmm. Um, How messy is pegging? It can be messy uh it it it's honestly just it depends it, it's the same as how messy is anal yeah, like stands. if you know that you need a shit it's probably not going to be as clean as you want it to be mm-hmm. um but we're all adults yep. and you just get over it you can always like douche beforehand mm-hmm. if you know that if you are regulars at doing this um then maybe buy a douche um mm-hmm. love honey have a great one um there's a lot of like beginners guides online how to do that because it can be quite daunting. Mm. Um so if you don't want any mess, then I'd suggest do that. Um it can be messy sometimes. You don't even need to prepare and mm. it won't be messy. It is genuinely just like how your body is that day and what yeah. you've been eating and how you are. Uh rimming after pegging, it's just the same sort of advice you'd give to um I know, penis and vulva sex. Mm. Um, I like oh yeah, um, like it, it, it. Yeah, again, might be messy, but you, there's no um, what's the word? Danger, if you will. Mm. That you're not going to get ill from it. Do you know what I mean? And it's not a step um, by, but it,
0: it, Nobody's like as messy as each other. Like it's just different. Depends.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It's so not it's not. Team. It's not
1: something that anyone would say. Oh, don't do that. Like I've mm. rimmed someone after I've pegged them um But personally, I'd always room them before you pegged them. <laughs> but um, just to be polite. But you do, you Bill. <laughs> uh,
0: love it, right? Yeah. And then I was going to say, where can the listeners find you? I think you did say at the beginning, but just to remind them. And also, did you with your BDSM week? Did you leave like highlights on your Instagrams and stuff? Or all the, all the posts uh, are there, aren't they?
1: All the posts from so I did BDSM week on my Instagram. Mm. Uh, bdsm is something that? That i want to post about regularly but mm. i just had never done the basics so it was always so like i can't just post about um degradation play because mm. people are going to be like what that's so random so i wanted to ha- have a full week mm. um specifically for bdsm so i did a podcast episode i did a post every day about bdsm and i did a bdsm A. so all the bdsm posts are still there the bdsm A is on a highlight on my um nice instagram page uh and now that i've done my bdsm week there's already been and there will continue to be more bdsm related posts Mm -hmm.
0: yeah because i really enjoyed that i've learned a
1: lot oh i really enjoyed it too you know (laughs) (laughs) um that's the main thing but yeah you can find me at radicallove.co.uk that's on instagram uh that's saved my website um cas tray on twitter and on my podcast it is from tops to bottoms and that's on any streaming.
0: To to it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> thank you so much um that's on like spotify apple mm. wherever else you can get podcasts um yeah from tops to bottoms mm.
0: oh thank you so much for coming on
1: Thank you so much for having me. Honestly, it's been such a lovely end to my weekend.
0: It's a nice evening chat. We have to do it more often. But um, yeah, yeah, I feel like everyone's going to enjoy this one. Mainly because they're going to see the title and they're going to be like, oh yeah, I want to learn about that.
1: Oh, I hope I delivered. (laughs)
0: 100%.
1: (laughs) If anyone tries BDSM or Peggin from this episode, Mm. please slide in those DMs. Let me know how it was. And if anyone wants any more advice, hit me up. I do not mind answering questions.
0: Yeah, if everybody does and we share their stories, we could do another episode of you just reacting. That
1: would be amazing. Yeah, if people want to, like, get in touch with, like, more questions or, like, stories and stuff, I'm happy to come on again because I'll talk about it forever. And, like, I have a thousand stories to tell, so. (laughs)
0: Honestly, I want to know them all.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Every time I see my one specific friend, every time I see her, she's like... So can you tell me another story? (laughs) Like me? You have a boyfriend of five years.
0: (laughs) Oh, God, yes. Right, everybody, until next time. Thank you. Bye. Bye. I don't know why I'm waving. (laughs) Me too.